All right, Crossroads, let's make a difference in our world once again. This Easter, we have the opportunity through a match to give uh, $20,000 to help. I have walked the streets, the brothels with the gentleman that was on that video. And uh, you, if you could do that, you would be inspired to give in this Easter offering through our Life Builders. It's part of what we've pledged this year, and uh, it's exciting to once again have a huge impact on the world, specifically in regard to sexual trafficking. And so thank you for your generosity to help make this possible. John chapter 15 is where we're at today. A couple things as we get started and while you're finding your place. One is I am constantly and continually keeping a card. I try to keep at least two or three in my wallet uh, of Easter invite cards leading up to Easter so that I can pull my wallet out at any given moment in time, which I did just this past week and gave a card to somebody uh, who's interested in t attending, talk to another person as well, who uh, they feel that they'll be able to come to one of the three Easter services. They typically work on the weekends, but they think they'll be able to attend at least one of those. So a couple different people that I've spoken to this past week uh, to invite, and so I'm encouraging you to do the same thing because as we all do our part, we can make a difference not only over in other parts of the world, but right here in our own community. Come on, somebody. Okay. All right. Hey, it's, it's March, um, and uh, it's, it's Women's History Month. And so shout out to the ladies in the house. Uh, shout out to my wife, who has been uh, an intricate part of this church since the beginning and uh, has served in so many different ways, um, sometimes behind the scenes, sometimes up front, and uh, just has done an incredible job being alongside me in the work of this church. And then I also salute uh, my pastor's wife, who we just had a memorial service for just a few weeks before her 100th birthday uh, this month of March. And so uh, she was an awesome example in our church of faithfulness and preached every year and, um, and just uh, was a, a dynamo uh, of energy and just um, working for the Lord. Also, if you read the Bible, you see how it elevates women uh, unlike most other ancient writings, uh, it, women are given a very prominent spot in the Bible. And uh, of course, Jesus wouldn't have been here if it weren't for a woman who uh, was assigned to give birth to Jesus. But then, ladies, did you know if it weren't for you, nobody would know that Jesus was resurrected did you know that? The women were the first preachers about Jesus being resurrected and went to the disciples and told them. And then last week, I highlighted one of our heroes in our church, um, David Lafon, who's been volunteering for almost 23 years since the very beginning of our church in kids ministry. But somebody said, you didn't mention his wife. And so today, I'm going to correct that and uh, just say, Vicki Lafon is right there. 
there next to her husband, serving week after week in kids' ministry. Come on, let Vicki know you love her. Nearly 23 years, hello, uh, serving the Lord and uh, reaching kids for Jesus. Uh, I don't know about you, but how, how many of us in this room maybe don't like commands? You know, there's just something about when somebody says, you must, that you're like, mm, you know. And I think it's because we want control, right? We want control. We, we don't want to do things that are going to make us uncomfortable or they're going to make us inconvenienced. And so today, we're going to look at a passage of scriptures. We're following Jesus. That's what we're doing in this series. Uh, the way of Jesus, how Jesus operated, uh, some stories from Jesus, some of the uh, writings of those who followed him that share about what Jesus said, what Jesus did, and why he did it. And so today, once again, we're going to be looking at one of those, but this one kind of has a command in it, all right? And uh, so the context, though, of this command is to the disciples that you're going to need this because I'm about ready. He knew I'm about ready to be crucified. I'm about ready to leave this planet. And you're going to be confused. You're going to have uh, inner pressure. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in your lives. And so you're going to need what I'm telling you. Much like sometimes maybe your parents you know, would tell you, or if you're still at home and you have parents that, that tell you things, and, and you didn't understand it at the time, right? You know, when they said, uh, I don't want you to do that, and you thought, well, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they, they don't know what they're talking about. And then later on, you realize, oh, they did know. <laughs> oh, they, they did know what they were talking about, and so Jesus knew what he was talking about. So in uh, chapter 14, 15, 16, and 17 of the book of John, uh, it's called, many people allude to this, Bible scholars allude to this as a farewell discourse. These are like Jesus' final instructions before leaving earth. Uh, the, these are the final instructions before his crucifixion. And so we're going to pick up on this story where Jesus talks to the disciples about agriculture in John chapter 15 and verse 1. Jesus says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain, notice this word, remain in me as I also remain in you. Matter of fact, every time I come to that word, why don't you say it, okay? So, remain in me as I also 
in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you do not in me, here's what's going to happen. You are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. But if you in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now, in my love, if you keep my commands, you will, in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and in his love. Wow, do you think Jesus wants to talk about something here? I, I think that he wants to get a point across, and often how Jesus would do this is he'd paint a picture. He, he would use something of every day that would help illustrate what he was talking about, a natural thing to illustrate a supernatural truth. And so I want us to understand the story today, understanding the way of the vine. We're talking about the way of Jesus, and to understand the way of Jesus, we've got to understand the way of the vine. Here's the first thing that we need to understand in this story, is we've got to recognize and understand the vineyard roles. There are roles that are played, Jesus says. The first thing that we need to understand is this is viticulture, this is grape harvest, this is tending to vines, and the disciples would have known this like at the back of their hand because in that culture, uh, there were several fruits and, and, and all that would be grown, uh, figs, olives, and also grape vines that, that would happen producing grapes. And, and the vines out of all of those, needed the most attention. So it's interesting that Jesus picked that one because he could have picked any of the others as well and people would have understood, but he chose to refer to himself as a vine and to us as branches of that vine which take attention. How many know there are plants that take attention? Any gardeners in the house? Any floral people in the house? So how many know there is a flower that can grow in your grass? <laughs> you don't need to plant it, water it, fertilize it. It's a weed. <laughs> but the true Flowers, the, the true flowers take some work, don't they? If you go to somebody's house and they have beautiful flowers in their yard, I guarantee you it didn't just happen. 
You'll never talk to them, and they just say, I don't know. This kind of happens. You know, I don't water them. I don't, I don't do anything. They just flourish. No. Uh, they weed. They, they fertilize. They water. Uh, they tend to them. Some people even sing and talk, <laughs> right, to their flowers. And Jesus says, I am the vine, so he's the vine in the story. The Father, the Heavenly Father, is the gardener. He's the owner. He's vitally caring for it, nourishing the plant. And we are the branches. Now, God's role in all of this is to prune. He, he prunes, Jesus said. And the reason why he prunes, do you know what the reason is? Is so we can bear even more fruit. See, and, and my wife, she loves to grow flowers in the summertime around our house, and, and she'll cut back. Sometimes I'll look, and, and she's cutting back a flower that's not all the way dead. And I'll be like, there's still some color on that thing. What are you doing? And she says, well, it, it's gone. It, it's on its way out. And, and it's pulling nutrients to it that could go to this one that's about to bloom. And, and so she'll cut it off. And I'll think, no, you sh you're, you're wasting that. There's a leaf left on it, you know, with some <laughs> color there. And... Uh, and she'll say, no, 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 yeah, get rid of those. And, and so here's what we need to understand about this story. This, this is so huge. Is, and I, I brought uh, a lemon tree, okay? That, that was uh, the best illustration I could come up with for us. I love lemons. Anybody else love lemons? Where are my lemonade shake-up people in the house today? All right, now that's, I'm talking real lemons there. So here's what the father does is he cuts and he cuts back every branch, okay? It, it, it says in our story, we read it, it says that he cuts away even the branches that look okay, right? They, there's still something there. It, it looks like, well, why, why are you hacking on that? Why, why are you trimming on that? Kind of like I am with my wife. And, and the father knows, no, if you're going to bear even more fruit, we've got to cut away some things that aren't necessary. Hello, somebody? Some things that aren't necessary in your life. It's not that they're terrible. It's, not, it's just that they can be a distraction from what's best that they can hold you back from the better things. And then Jesus says there's even some stuff in there that's dead. There, there's some stuff in there that, that isn't ever going to produce. And so I've got to cut that away. And the Father cuts and prunes every branch. God's way is to prune and perfect us. He, he wants to prune 
and perfect, perfect us. And again, it's so we can bear much fruit, right? So we can bear much fruit. Now, let, let me look with you at understanding and recognizing also the results of connecting. What are the results of connecting? Well, I had you read it. Did you know how many times you said the word remain? You said it about 12 times. 12 times in this story, Jesus repeats it. And I think it's kind of like when your parents would repeat something. The, when the teacher would repeat something. It was so you would get it, right? So, so we would get it. And, and Jesus wants us to get it. And, and the thing is, is the fruit that he's talking about, I want you to understand today, the fruit is a byproduct, right? It, it's a byproduct of the root and, and the, the whole stem of the plant, the, the bush, the tree, whatever it is. And, and so the fruit comes as a byproduct of what's happening. It's an indicator. It's an output. It's an evidence. And here's the thing is most of us are caught up in lemons. Most of us are caught up in the blooms, the showy part, right? We're, we're caught up in that. What, what, what makes the splash? So we're preoccupied with outputs. And, and, and so in our culture, it looks like success. It looks like the things that the world would say are success. Well, that, as a successful person, because they own this, or they have this, or they have this title behind their name, or, or they have these credentials, or whatever it is. And, and, and here's the thing is that's not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is talking about our roots. And think about another fruit tree that the Bible talks about way early on with Adam and Eve. And God says, there's, there's one tree. I don't want you to touch that one, but 99.9% .9 of the rest you can have. Have fun. And the devil comes along, our adversary, and he says, did God say, don't eat that? Is, is God, why is God so uptight about that fruit? Why, why is he so on edge? Oh, I know what it is. Because God knows in the day you eat it, you'll be like him. You, you'll be like him. And see, here's, here's the problem with Adam and Eve. They were already like him. The Bible says that God made them in his image after his likeness. And, and so they were already like him. They weren't going to get more like him. They were going to be less like him as a result of eating that tree. See, they lost sight of what they already had. They lost sight of the fact that what they were called to is to remain, to remain. Just like the disciples, Jesus is saying, you need, the big deal here is remain and the fruit will come later. See, there's only one thing that you and I can control and here's what it is. 
It's the input. It's the input in our lives. It's just like, you know, talking about yard work and things like that. How many know that's coming? And so I know I don't want to depress some of you too much. Some of you are excited about it. Others of you are depressed about it. But, but you know, I have a battery, big battery, that plugs into my weed whacker, okay, into my trimmer. And if I don't get that battery pushed all the way into the charger, when I'm getting ready to, to do my yard, uh, I'm not going to have any power. But I can't control what the battery does. All I can control is getting it connected to the electricity. See, all, all I can do is if I get this thing plugged in, then the rest will take care of itself. And it's the same thing with you and I. If, if you'll come to church this morning and say, let me get my hands in the air, let me get my voice lifted up to God, because God inhabits the praise of his people, and I certainly want him to inhabit my life. I certainly need him in my marriage. I certainly need him in my home. I certainly need him in my kids. I certainly need him in my health. I certainly need him all over my life today, so I'm going to control what I can and I'm going to plug into God. And that, that's what Jesus is saying here. So, so the Greek word for remain, let's go ahead and look at it. Mino, everybody say mino. Now that doesn't mean you're a mino person, okay? It, it, here, here's what it means. It means abide or stay in as in persevere, okay? So some of your Bibles they talk about abide, if you abide in me. And others translate it, if you remain in me. And, and the word carries behind it this, this thought of persevering. But it's not persevering in work, it's persevering in relationship to God. To pursue that. In John 15, 4, Jesus said, remain in me, and I and you. And here's what he knew. A cross is coming. Persecution is coming. You guys are going to be afraid. Some of you are going to desert me. Some of you are going to deny me. It's going to be uncertain. It's going to be uncomfortable. And in and, and that, and that tumultuous situation, you're going to be tempted to unplug. And I'm telling you, that's exactly the same thing that happens to some of you. When stuff starts happening in your life, when stuff starts coming your way, when some people, one of the first things they do, they quit going to church. You know, I, I talk to people, I haven't seen you in church. Oh, we've been going through stuff. Well, why haven't I been seeing you then if you're going through stuff? Hello? Because we need, we need the body of Christ. But we're often tempted in those trials to unplug, to disconnect. Now, I want us to look at what Jesus says next because he says what's going to happen if, if we disconnect. He says, apart from him, we're, we're going to do nothing. Let, let's break it down. Uh, our culture calls this conscious uncoupling is a term that's used in our culture. 
In other words, what, hit, what happened is everything started hitting the fan. And Peter is like, hey, Lord, uh, I know you're talking about all this tough things going to happen and all this terrible stuff, and, and it's going to come against you. But I just want you to know these other yahoos, they are probably, especially that John guy, I'm kind of jealous of him anyway, because I think he could be your favorite. And, and so, um, so I, all, all these other guys, they're going to bolt on you. You read it, but, but not me. Not me. I'm going to remain with you. But the same thing that happened to Peter happens to us. The circumstances get shifty, you know. And, and here, here's what happens. Let me, let me just make it as clear as I, I can, maybe. God doesn't follow the script, Specifically, God doesn't follow your script of God, here's the way it ought to go. You know, here's the things that I have. Healing, you know, uh, financial miracle. Uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden my kids get to acting right, you know, boom. In spite of my poor parenting or whatever it is, right? You know, and, and, and so we're, we're just, there's the script, God. And then God doesn't follow the script and the circumstances get shifty and all of a sudden we're tempted to unplug. And, and Peter had that happen. He's like, I don't know that guy. No, never seen him before. I don't know what you're talking about. I swear I don't know him. And the scripture says he was so sad when he knew what he did. And some of us think, well, I would never. I would never do that. When we hear these stories about trafficking, you know, I would never stoop. I would never. Let me, let me tell you something. You don't know what you're capable of when you're disconnected to the vine. Hello? Some of you know what you're capable of because you were disconnected to the vine at some part of your life. And you know, you, you're like, I can't even believe I did that stuff. I can't believe, that, that's like another person. That's, that's not even like me. Have you ever heard people talk like that? But, but, and it's because we're, we're disconnected. Let me give you a story again about David. You know, I talked about David last week, about him being an initial Uber Eats driver and uh, how he took food to his brothers out on the battlefield. And then, of course, Goliath is out there and then he kills Goliath. And then people all of a sudden are starting to talk about him. And uh, he, he's anointed to be king. And there's this rumor that he'll be the new king and all this. So he's like a warrior. He's a musician. He's, he, he's good looking. He's like Renaissance man. You know what I'm saying? He, he's like, you know, like incredible. And so... Saul is jealous of him, this, the current king, 
And so he begins to chase him to kill him, to wipe out the threat. And, and there's a story in the Bible where, where David is hiding with his soldiers that he had with him, and, and they're hiding in a cave. And, and back in the day, here's what would happen, is sometimes people would go in a cave and they'd relieve themselves, the Bible says. And so Saul says, hey, I, I got to take a break. <laughs> and everybody knew what he was saying. So everybody, oh, all right, the chief, you know, or king, you know, king he's got to go. So everybody give him room, give him space, you know. Plus, we don't know what all Saul might have eaten. So we don't know what that would have so I'm just saying, so everybody backs up, everybody backs up, and, and Saul goes in alone, alone into that cave. And the Bible says while he's in there and, and he's getting business done, David sneaks up to him. And, and it's like somebody says, is that our God or what? Our God has brought him into our cave. What are the chances? This must be a God moment. This must be an opportunity to take. And David gets up there. He's tempted. He's tempted. He's tempted. But he just cuts off the end of Saul's robe. And he backs up and everybody's like, uh, you getting ready to jump on him <laughs> or what? Is that why you're backing up? You're getting ahead, you're going to run and, and uh, no, I'm backing up because I'm, I'm done. What do you mean you're done? He's about done. When he gets done, he's going to be leaving. We, now is the time. God's moving, you know. And, and, and he says, no, no. And, and he lets Saul go. And there are many people who don't understand. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And David says, no, no, this is not God's way. And, and see, what happens is, if David had been impatient, if David had said, oh, I need to do this in order for it to happen. I need to take matters into my own hands. Am I preaching to somebody right now that you're trying to take matters into your own hands? You're trying to make something happen? You're getting impatient? God, here's the script. Here, here's what you need to do. Matter of fact, you're kind of a week late on the script. Just saying, you know, just saying. And, and, and so, and, and David says, no, 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 I will not be the one. If God wants me to be king, God is big enough to make me king. Now, I want you to know that it took 15 years for it to happen. 15 years. Some of you can't wait 15 minutes. Some of you are losing patience after 15 weeks of praying. 15 months of praying. Am I preaching to somebody right now? And, and so what you need to do is understand that, that God is saying, you're not responsible for the output, you're responsible for the input. 
You plug into me, I'll plug into you, and I'll help produce the fruit. And that's what he says in verse four. He says, you, you can produce it. But, but he says, but in the world, if you disconnect, here, here's what you produce. You produce dead stuff. Now, now, it doesn't look dead to most people in the world because it looks like new stuff. But it's new stuff that'll fade away. It's not stuff that will last. So in other words, it's according to the world's measurement, what the world measures by. And, and here, I want to say it this way. You cannot produce God's will for your life if you don't follow God's way for your life. You got to follow his way. So our job, here, here's your job. Just turn to the person next to you and say, here's your job. Remain. That's it. Just remain. Remain. And, and, and when you remain, then God begins to work. And Paul says like this, he says, the fruit starts happening in your life as a result of the work of the Spirit of God working in your life. And he says, there'll, there'll be things like love, joy, peace. And how many of us get excited about that fruit? Come on, somebody, get it. You know, love, joy, give me some more of that. Oh, but the list isn't over. Hang on, there's another word in there. Patience. Mmm. I don't, I don't know about that fruit, Lord. I don't know that I need any help with that one. Because I'm already bothered when my app isn't working to order my food quick enough. I'm already upset if it's not going fast. I, I, the, it was just yesterday, I'll be honest. Uh, I was ordering something at a place, and I went to the drive-thru, and their thing wasn't working. It was supposed to scan my phone and give me my points. I mean, I want my points. Come on now. I want my points. And, and I was, and it wasn't working. And, and so I was like, I was turning it every way. They were turning their gun and whatever. It just wasn't working. And so the girl says, well, hey, you can just add that from, from your receipt when you get home. And I said, oh, okay. And so I got home and I could not get it loaded into my app. And I'm like, those are my points. I'm on my way to something free, you know, and don't be taking my points. It's already expensive enough to go through that drive-thru and, and all. And so I'm, I'm like irritated and everything. And my family's like, calm down. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm calling them. I'm calling. And I'm calling them. I, I finally find the number and I'm calling them and it's just music. I said, what kind of, what kind of cheapo outfit is this that they don't even have a voice to tell you how long you're going to wait? I don't even know if I got the right number. All I know is I'm getting music. And I, I'm like all ear. They're like, calm down. It's just points. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It is we get upset about some of the silliest stuff. 
And, and Jesus said, that, that fruit, that patience, I want to bloom that in you. So, so I, I want to help you. I want to help you. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And you say, well, I don't like my neighbor. <laughs> Do not like my neighbor. And Jesus said, I didn't ask you if you like your neighbor. I told you, love your neighbor. And, and here's the thing is the blessing. Listen to me now. The power in the blessing come in the remaining. When, when you're remaining, that's when the blessing will come. Because here's what Jesus said. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask whatever and it will be done for you. And, and some think, oh, now we're getting on prosperity gospel, but let me, let me help some of you. When, when you're remaining in him and his word, is remaining in you, like, like you're trying to memorize it. You're trying to eat it. You're trying to drink it. You're trying to sleep it. You're trying to get it into you. You're, trying to, you're here every week. You're, you're in Bible study. You're in life group. You're, in all, you're just trying to consume this, this word into you. Let me tell you something. It changes what you ask for. Changes what you ask for. You start asking according to his will in your life. And see, these commands are about caring about what Jesus cares about. I got to wrap this up. Let's talk about withering. All right. Jesus says what's going to happen is the father's going to come along and he's going to cut some stuff in your life. And he's going to cut into your life and there's going to be some things that are just going to wither. And I wonder how many people that you know that are withering spiritually. That they're not thriving, they're not blooming, they're not blossoming, they're not like getting closer to Jesus all the time. They're not, you know, they're just the fruit of the Spirit's trying to come through them all the time, but they're disconnected. And here's what he said about that disconnected branch. He says, it, it withers and such branches then are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. And again, the goal of God is fruit in your life. It's, it's not to hurt you. It's to help you to produce more fruit in your life. But here's, here's why I want to land with this today as we wrap this up. We don't have the strength to do it. See, the fruit will prove and point to Jesus. That, so the other people start saying, hmm, they just, they're so much like Jesus. I just love how they're like Jesus. And, and here's what it says. It, it says this much fruit is evidence to everybody around. I just think what would happen if the American church, just the American church, okay, we'll just talk there. If we would just get all wrapped up in remaining, and just being with Jesus and, and just allowing his work to happen in our lives. And, and here's the thing about that. 
is you don't have the power to abide or to remain in him like you should. Peter couldn't do it. Peter is like, Lord, I am down with you. There's nothing that's going to rip me away. I'm going to be with you no matter what. And within a short period of time, he denies the Lord three times. These disciples couldn't even pray with the Lord for an hour. The Bible says he'd have to wake them up. Say, uh, hello, we're trying to pray. Get back awake. And, and, and so they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it until John 15 he, he, says, he, he says, if you abide in me, and look at John 14, verse 16. He says, I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another counselor or advocate to be, say it with me, with you forever. Okay, who is he? He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it didn't see him. So the world doesn't know anything about it. See him or know it. But you do know him because he what? He remains. Who remains? The Holy Spirit remains in you. Okay, Peter, before the crucifixion, during the crucifixion, even at the resurrection, he, he, he's still not stable. He, he's still not power. But after the Holy Spirit, now he stands up, the scripture says, and preaches, and 3,000 get saved. That's just the people who got saved. And, and you, usually in the ancient times, they only count the men. So, so it's, it's incredible. A guy who, to a little girl just a few days earlier, would deny the Lord, now is preaching to thousands. What's the difference? It's this. It's being connected to something bigger than yourself. See, God has a bigger dream for your life than you do. Yeah, I don't know what your dream is, but it's small compared to what God can dream. And, and Jesus, Jesus is saying, if I'll remain in you, if you got my words in you and you're plugged into me, there's a power that will come that will enable you. I just want to help somebody that you can't get over a hurt or you can't get over a habit. You can't get over a hang-up in your life. There's, there's something in your life, and you're like, I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that, but you keep doing it. I, I don't want to go to that. I, I don't want to keep going back to that. I, I, I keep going back to that. I, I'm, I don't want to do that. What's the difference in people who break strongholds in their life? It's this. They remain in him, they're plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, some of you need to plug in to the power of the Holy Spirit. And, in, and when you do, fruit is going to start coming into your life. Let's pray. Father, I pray for those 
who maybe are going through a pruning time. And God, we, we don't like that pruning time, if we're honest today. We, we don't like that, that time, but it's important for us. So God, help us to, to be obedient to you, to be obedient to, to what you want to do in our lives. And so maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, I... I think the Lord's doing some pruning in my life or the Lord needs to do some pruning in my life. There's some things in my life that don't quite look like Jesus. There's some things in my life, there's an attitude. I get kind of snarky. I get kind of sassy. I get kind of bitey. I get, I, I get a little bit edgy. I, I get a little bit anxious. I get, I get this going on in my life and, and, and I don't want that. So I want more of Jesus in my life. I want more of the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I want God to do that work today. How many of you are here? You'll be honest enough just to raise your hand, say the eye. There's a few things in my life that don't quite look like Jesus that need to. Yeah, hands all over this room. Father in heaven, help us today because we need your help. Oh God, we need it. We can't do it without you. This world wants to squeeze us into its mold. And so, God, we need your power to overcome. And so, God, today, more than ever before, we want to be plugged into you. Holy Spirit, fill every person in this room. Fill them fresh. Fill them new so that they have a fresh touch of your spirit before they'd leave here today. Maybe others of you, maybe you say, well, Craig, I, I don't really feel like I know God personally. I, I'm telling you, this is how to get to know God personally. You gotta have his life in you. It's not about religion. It's not about coming to church. It's not about following rules or, or anything. Jesus didn't talk about that. He says, no, just plug in. Just be alive. Come Alive, just like a vine. Just come alive. Plug into the vine. Plug into the source of life, and you'll have life in you. And if you're here today or you're watching online, you say, Craig, I, I don't have that life, that flow of God in my life. I don't feel connected to God. Maybe you used to, but today you don't. And, and you just say, I, I want to. I want to experience that. I want to know God personally. I want to have his life flowing in me. I want that life to the full that you talk about. If that's you today, would you just raise your hand all over this room? And just say, yeah, yeah, that's me. I, I need to come back to God today, or I need God in my life today. And online, just type the word decided in the chat, the word decided. And we're going to be praying for you and believing God to make you come alive in him. Come on and pray with me. Everybody praying so those around you will feel like they can pray out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. I believe through his death that he paid for my sin. And I know I've sinned, but I want to start over. So I ask you today to come into my life Refresh me, renew me, revive me. 
from this point forward, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for coming in with all your power into my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's praise him. For those who made that declaration today in this house or online, if you did, there's extra steps that you can take, a next step. Everybody has a next step. And so whatever your next step is, you can just text it. This happens every week as somebody's texting their next step. And so whatever yours is today, look at the screens and make that declaration or go across the hall uh, to our next steps room. And you can talk to somebody personally and ask them questions about baptism or about joining a group and they'd be glad to help you to do that. I want us to stand to our feet. I want our prayer partners to come forward if they will. Some of you, listen, some of you need some extra prayer today. You need some extra prayer. And the reason is for some of you, you're going through some pruning. There's some cutting going on in your life. There's, there's things that are, and you're like, mm, I don't like the season that I'm in. I don't like the season. But here's what I believe the Lord has for you. He has a new season ahead. He has a season of fruit. He has a season of blessing. He has a season of, of some wonderful things yet ahead. But maybe right now he's, he's cutting on some things. Maybe he's, he's taking some things out of your life and, and there's some movement like that. And maybe it's just a struggle. Sometimes you just need somebody else to pray for you and, and pray with you during those times. So if you're going through that, let one of our prayer partners pray for you before we leave today. Father, help us to go out of this place today and remain in you in a culture that's trying to pull us out, that's trying to cause us to look at fruit that, that doesn't remain, the stuff that won't last. God, we pray that we'd have the wisdom to stay with you, to stay plugged into you, that, that you're faithful, God. Even if it takes 15 years, you'll bring our calling to pass. And so, God, we believe that today. We declare it in this place. We pray that every person who needs prayer would be drawn down here by the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.